Hi, this is Darren Steele, and you're listening to Think Queerly. Now, I help deep thinkers and creatives cultivate their purpose and uniqueness to enjoy more peace of mind, acceptance, and freedom. Today, I'm going to be speaking about making a meaningful difference in the world and how you can go about that, because there's really two ways you could do this, a haphazard, potentially frustrating and very unsuccessful path, or one that stems from living your best self, being most grounded in who you are based in your values, beliefs, and character traits. So this is going to be at least a two-part series, and I'm calling this Is what you stand for in life making a meaningful difference in the world? Because if you don't have a clearly defined purpose, how will you know if your choices will move you in the right direction, whether that be personally or professionally? So I want to read a few lines from verse 64 of the Tao Te Ching just to introduce the idea here. You've probably heard the expression, a journey of a thousand miles, dot, dot, dot. And I'm not going to say the rest because from one of the translations I have, it actually goes like this. A journey of a thousand miles begins beneath the feet. Now, let me just read a few more lines ending with those two to make this a bit more clear. Act on it when it has not yet begun. Treat it when it is not yet chaotic. A tree thick enough to embrace grows from the tiny sapling. A tower of nine levels starts from the dirt heap. A journey of a thousand miles begins beneath the feet. So, according to the particular version translation of the Tao Te Ching that I'm referring to by Derek Lin, he writes that in the original Chinese, there's no character for either the word one or step. So, what that particular verse a journey of a thousand miles begins beneath the feet and the preceding lines are indicating is that the little piece of ground beneath your feet is the starting point of a long journey, just like the tall trees and the great buildings have small beginnings. But I want to take that further. And I think that verse, this verse really illuminates this. So, A journey of a thousand miles begins beneath the feet. I feel that that verse suggests when you act with integrity, when you are firmly grounded in who you are, the greatest of any journey begins with who you are. It's not the step. It's not the single step or the action. And when you know what you stand for in life, well, then you have the clarity about what action steps to take next. What grounds you in life are your, your, your beliefs, values, and the character traits that act together on your purpose, like a GPS device pointing you in the right direction, compelling you 
to move forward toward your intended goals. So for a moment, just think of a stately mansion, an image that you have in your mind that you've seen, something that's been around for hundreds of years. It's beautifully maintained. It's made of large, solid-looking blocks of stone, and it looks impervious to severe weather and the wear and tear of time. Now, what you don't see are the foundations deep below that mansion that support the overall integrity of the structure. So how things are held together is one sense of what integrity means. And now contrast that with how we act from our character, our beliefs, and our values with integrity. So as humans, we have developed various principles and qualities for how to act and behave that support our individual integrity and that make us unique and identifiable as that's Darren, that's Karen, that's Sally, that's John. And these combination of qualities allow us to function in society and to make a contribution through our creativity and our uniqueness. Now, what you stand for, what you believe in, may make you part of a group, be that a cultural group, political or a religious group, or it may set you apart in a way that distinguishes you from others, and that may or may not have a polarizing result. So the question is, from a coaching perspective, from a personal growth and self-examination perspective, is do you know the qualities that support your integrity? How would you define your integrity? What makes you a person of integrity? What are the characteristics? What are the values? What are the beliefs? What is your foundation in life for who you are, for what you stand for? So there are many things that define our humanity. And what I want to talk about are these qualities that aspire to our, our moral choices and how we lead ourselves. Personal leadership, call it personal growth or personal develop, development. So let's go through character traits, core values, and beliefs, starting with character traits, which are the qualities and characteristics that you regularly demonstrate or aspire to. Okay, Your character traits demonstrate also what you value and believe in, because they're like the windows of that stately mansion we were talking about. And through the windows, people can see you for who you are as you demonstrate through your character traits. Now, here's an example of just some common character traits. They could be kindness, peaceful, loving, optimism, tolerance, cooperation, adventurous, ambitious, enthusiastic, confident, trustful, resourceful, leadership, and so on. And there's a a few in there that certainly could be considered um, problematic in the sense of ambition and, and confidence and resourceful could maybe lead down towards, call it a darker path. So some of these characteristics have pros and cons, if you want to say that. And since we're human, there are, of course, character traits that are very clearly 
the ones that get us more into trouble if that's who we are most of the time. Those are things like rudeness, impatience, disrespect, greed, cruelty, unforgiving, pessimism, and argumentative. Now, core values. We have values, things that we think are important, that are really meaningful, that help us establish direction in our life. And then we have our core values, the the top two, three, or four that are the absolute top of everything. So your values are essentially the character traits that you judge to be the most important in your life. And there's no right or wrong. Only what is most meaningful and what speaks to you and your purpose. And a little reminder that your values should change over time, just as you change careers and relationships where you live, and simply as you grow and evolve as a person. What you value may change. There'll probably be a very clear relationship, and it may just be a slightly different word, but that difference holds another kind of meaning for you. So it's like having a roof overhead on that house that protects you from changes in the environment. Your values are your overarching character traits that protect you and guide you in the choices that you make. So how do you know when you are living your core values? Well, you would ask yourself the questions like, what am I doing and what am I saying when I'm living my values with integrity, right? Remember, integrity is the foundations of who you are. So your values are one of your foundations in a sense, but I'm using the metaphor of the roof in the sense of that's protecting the overall uh, structure. Now, in contrast, as a way of sort of refining what your values are, what are you not doing and what are you not saying when you are acting in alignment with your values as a way of really distinguishing between what you are saying and what you are not doing. So you get that extra clarity about what your values really are. So we can use our values like a compass to find our true north. When you're uncertain about a particular situation or an event, you can ask yourself if partaking in that situation would actually be in alignment with your values or if it would contravene your values. And knowing those values then keeps you in alignment with your integrity. So just a simple example, maybe you're looking at a particular job and there's nothing wrong with the job, but it's not fulfilling one of your values. You may decide to take that job and You may know that you're not going to be able to do it for a very long time because you're going to get frustrated and you're not going to be fulfilled. But there may be one of your values. Maybe one of your values is freedom or financial freedom, and you really need to make money. But it doesn't fulfill a particular aspect of maybe creativity or camaraderie or uh, freedom. Maybe you have to work in the office when you'd rather be working from home. But you see how you can use that as the compass to help make decisions. So staying true to your values is just demonstrated by making choices that support your beliefs in these key areas of your life. And if you don't consciously know why you believe what you believe, 
then you're going to experience a disconnect in your decision-making process that may show up as stress, frustration, not getting what you want, and reacting badly to situations because you don't have the, the prediction and the response that comes from having an integration of values and beliefs. Now, if that sounds confusing, hold on, because I want to talk about beliefs now question for you. Have you ever asked yourself what you believe about money, love, relationships, career, contribution, health, sex, (laughs) fun, identity, and freedom? And that's just to name a few. But those are pretty important areas in life in general, don't you think? Now, your beliefs are like the walls of your house. In a sense, your beliefs protect you from the outside world by allowing you to see what's happening in the environment outside as a way of creating that prediction and response. Prediction and response, at a, in a sense of neuroscience, is just <clears throat> you've perceived and been in certain experiences in the past, so you know what happens, and then you are pre-programmed to respond in a certain way. And because you have that level of prediction and that appropriate response, you won't go into stress. You won't feel any lack of connection. You won't feel any kind of threat. So knowing what you believe and why you believe it will help you withstand and deal with difficult and new situations and challenges. But where did your beliefs come from? See, most of us have never considered why we believe what we do about the various areas in life that I mentioned. We might think we know what we believe about money, for example. But if you were to drill down to get to the real why you believe what you do about money or sex or love, and those are possibly the most contentious of all beliefs, you might realize that you've never really considered what these actually mean to you. So for example, this is a process that I've worked through myself and I worked through a number of beliefs, but I'll talk about money. I've had a lot of challenges with money and it stemmed about what I've believed about money, what I've been told about money that I never questioned, that I never examined. So after I went through a number of parts of the process, I finally got to the point where I wanted to define my most desired belief about money, what I want to believe about money. And I wrote down, money is readily available and abundant in my life. So I said desired belief because I used to experience a hell of a lot of stress and frustration around what I perceived as a lack of money. For a long time, it was actual. It's like, there's no money there. But it's also a perception. And I'm not going to get all into this here. But one of the final steps in this beliefs process exercise was to create emotional alignment for what I wanted to believe about money. So my new belief is now this. Money is a free and easy exchange for the value of my ideas and service to others 
in the form of my coaching and messaging. So the more value I create that has impact on other people, the greater my financial reward. So that's a nice equation. And it feels easy and liberating to me because I know that there's value in the work I do. I believe in what I do. My clients have told me with appreciation and gratitude how I've helped them. I've received comments on articles. I've had people become clients because of ways in which I've impacted them. So if I want to have more money, well, the equation and the belief I've created for myself is simply provide more value. So it's more than likely than what you believe about any of the areas like sex and love and money that I've mentioned are beliefs you were taught probably as a child by your parents or your immediate family or beliefs that you adopted from social groups while you were fitting in and wanting to feel accepted by others, especially as an adolescent and a teenager and a very young adult. <clears throat> so this brings me to moral character and why self-examination is such an important contributor, contributor um, to your overall moral character. Let's go back to the metaphor of the house. If any house is built poorly, it's going to break down, it's going to fall apart really quickly, or it's just going to require constant maintenance. Similarly, if you don't know what you value or what you believe in and why, it's going to be a challenge to live with integrity. It will be difficult to stand your ground, to stand up for what you believe in, and act on what's most important to you. Now, I want to come back and mention something about integrity. Often integrity feels like a dirty word. It's like, oh, you don't have any integrity. And it's used a bit of a, as a pejorative. I think integrity, in the simplest sense, is how I first mentioned it. It's like the foundation of a solid structure. It's what supports you. So, rightly so, if somebody really knows you and they know what your values are and you act out of integrity. But integrity is highly personal. And that's why I'm detailing these steps along the way that show you how they all work together to make up that integrity. <clears throat> so remember I said, knowing your core values keeps you in alignment with your integrity. Like I just said, you can see how all of these elements start working together. But there's one thing that's missing. Missing? There's one thing that's missing, and that's direction. Or a personalized roadmap to chart a purposeful direction in your life. So without a meaningful, actionable purpose, you might be a fine and upstanding person, one of great integrity, but you're left standing at the intersection of life unsure of whether you should cross the street, go left, or go right. So I want to interject with a bit of a warning about uncritically held beliefs. Now, without a purpose, without a clearly defined understanding of what you believe in and why, and without core values, 
to make choices that are in an alignment with what you stand for. What's protecting you from going down the wrong path? And perhaps let's call it an evil path, for lack of a better word. Situation. Someone presents you with an appealing framework for life that appears to solve all of your problems. Now, how do you respond if, after becoming involved, you realize that the solution they've presented is dependent upon the belief that another group of people are less deserving? That by your belonging to this group, you are therefore the deserving and the rightful group of certain rights and privileges. This is seen in most extreme forms in fundamentalist religious beliefs that polarize and dehumanize others by spouting anti-Muslim rhetoric, anti-Semitism, and anti-LGBTQ dogma, or radicalized uh, groups that espouse white supremacy and have the intention of overthrowing a government they don't like with the Capitol insurrection on the 6th of June in the United States, or historically, the Nazis and their so-called final solution, which was to rid the quote-unquote Aryan population of those what were called vermin, but we'll call them human beings who were not considered pure. Now, these examples are definitely extreme, right? But indoctrination, which is the acceptance of a set of uncritically held beliefs, is a slow process. Most people, if they're like introduced to a very radical ideological belief, it will be like, back off, get away from me. But drip feed aspects that seem to address someone's needs, and over time, as these needs are being met, these small intolerances build up over time so that that the tenth or the twelfth small intolerance doesn't seem as bad because you've dealt with the smaller ones first. So those who try to indoctrinate others with an ideology are often looking for young, uncritical minds and individuals who just don't know what they stand for are clearly lost and are seeking some form of being saved. And these are the conditions for an easily manipulated mind. So just a reminder that our parents taught us as children much of what we think and believe and that we may maintain as grown adults if we've never asked ourselves why we believe what we believe. And that's a form of indoctrination, which may or may not have a nefarious intent. It may have just been parents teaching you what they believed because they thought that was the best thing for their children. But this is an example of teaching an uncritical mind, the mind of a young child, a system of beliefs for them to follow so that they will have their foundations for life. So the foundation of integrity is having a meaningful, actionable purpose. This is how we can be the change we want to see in the world and make a difference. And this is seen as having a clearly defined guiding purpose 
that will ground you based in your beliefs, character traits, and values. I know I'm repeating things a lot, right? But it's necessary to keep coming back to these essential elements. And integrity is a cyclical process. All of the parts work together as a unifying whole. If you don't have clarity about what you believe in and what you value, well, then you have a very incomplete map. Somebody's ripped off a part of it. Your efficiency then in being able to move ahead in life and accomplishing your goals and attentions will be challenging, if not impossible. It would be like trying to hit the bullseye with a bow and arrow blindfolded. Rhetorical question. Do you have a clearly defined and written purpose? Well, I told you my purpose at the beginning of the podcast, the intro. I help deep thinkers and creatives cultivate their purpose and uniqueness to enjoy more peace of mind, acceptance, and freedom. I'm reading that off the post-it note on my wall. The foundation of this well-built home metaphor I keep referring to is something you might not think about or something you can't easily see, but you know it's there. A purpose doesn't really exist until it's written down. Otherwise, it's just an idea in your mind that's easily subject to change like the weather or simply be forgotten about. And to extend this weather metaphor, if you want to weather the challenges of life, you need a grounding purpose that influences your choices and actions. So my purpose, the one I just repeated again, That speaks to my core values. When I act in accord with my purpose, it leads to me showing up as my best self by way of the character traits I most aspire to. And this is a meaningful and an intentional um, correlation for me because my purpose hopefully gives you a sense of what I stand for. It gives you a better idea of who I am especially in the sense of what I believe in. Now, separately, I've done a number of self-examination practices to understand what I believe and why, but it relates to the part of my purpose that speaks to freedom, purpose, creativity, uniqueness, and acceptance. Now, for me, what's important is impact It's one of my um, sub-values. I used to have it as one of my top core values. And it's very different from influence. But when you have a really clearly defined purpose and want to make a meaningful difference in the world, impact is probably what you're seeking. And impact is the outcome of your purpose-based actions. Your self-mastery and the leadership that others see in you that they may choose to mirror and follow by way of your example of who you are and the integrity that you demonstrate as a human being. Now, if you're listening to this, you are most likely someone who is consciously working to improve yourself and to evolve and to transcend the challenges in life. 
And maybe you're doing this by sharing your message or your creative output with other people, whether that be articles or art or some work project. And if you desire to make a difference in some way, then you are seeking to have an impact, which is different from influence. Because wanting influence is very self-serving in the sense of trying to get others to do something for you, like buying your product or paying attention to you. There's nothing wrong with selling something. But the distinction here is important because impact is the humble and indirect result of what you are doing or have done, which inspires others to follow your lead of their own accord. And when you really impact someone, they will come to you and ask you how you can help them further. See how that goes back further on into my beliefs exercise about money. And my equation was the more value I offer people, the more income I will receive. I don't do that by influencing. I just focus on creating the best content, the most transformational content I can in the hopes that I help at least just one person make a difference or feel like they can feel more acceptance and feel that they have more peace of mind and more freedom in life. So knowing where you stand in life is a conscious choice and at the same time an action. Seems paradoxical. Where you stand seems like a static position. But ask yourself, how can I move forward with intention and integrity unless I know where I stand or what I stand for? Now, being grounded with a clear understanding of who you are and what you stand for is just like gravity. We know gravity exists but we can't see it. But we can see its effect on the physical objects around us. An apple falls from the tree, hits Isaac Newton on the head. Voila, he realizes this is this thing called gravity. So gravity keeps you grounded to the earth, just like your integrity keeps you grounded with a set of personal leadership principles so that you can make conscious choices about what steps you want to take in life. So pursuing a meaningful goal, wanting to make a difference in the world, it requires clarity of definition, refinement, and emotional alignment. If you've done any of my personal evolution uh, processes, you know that when we get to the exercise, it's define, refine, align. And the more clear you are about what's most important to you, the easier it will be to navigate the challenges that you are going to face in life. But while acting from the integrity of your principles. And when we aspire to make a difference in the world, we act in ways that support others. And we concurrently demonstrate self-leadership, self-awareness, humility, and the endurance that comes from having a compelling purpose to live our most authentic and meaningful life. Okay, in the 
second part of this series, I'm going to be talking about how you can ground yourself in the moral landscape and create your best self every day. But until then, I have an invitation for you to cultivate your purpose. I am in the process of creating a program to help deep thinkers and creatives get the clarity, focus, and direction in their lives that they want. What I've talked about in this podcast is much of what we're going to be deep diving into, that when you have your desired character traits and when you define your core values and when you critically refine and align your beliefs, that's when you will know where you stand and what you stand for. But the next step is to create a personal purpose statement and a manifesto that acts as your roadmap to live your best self, to remind yourself of who you are as your best self every day, and to lead with integrity. So if you're someone who has started a project and you've just petered out, you've not finished it, and you're not sure why, if you're trying to figure out what goal you should be putting your attention on and you don't know which one it really is, or if you're struggling with making a difference in your life, let alone the rest of the world, and you just don't know why things aren't working out for you, then I would invite you to take a look at the short video, and I have a link in the podcast notes. It speaks a little bit about what I've talked about in the podcast here. And then I invite you to a Where You Stand discovery session if you'd like to hear more. That is a completely free, non-sales pitch, 100% coaching call to help you get more clarity about whatever's really holding you back or blocking you right now, or to look at the larger picture, your purpose and how knowing that would make a profound difference in your life about the choices you make going forward. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to speaking with you next time in part two.